welcome to the Impact Business Show. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of four little ones. Stay tuned for conversations with successful, purpose-driven business leaders, as well as practical marketing strategies that you can action right away. We are here to help you master your marketing, build your business, and change the world. So let's get into it. Hello everyone, Annalise here. Welcome back. Now this is episode two with Linda Cormier and we did episode one that was aired last week. I'm really excited for you to dive into episode two. So I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going to cut straight to my interview with Linda. Please enjoy this conversation. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm so excited to be here with you again. Um, I had so much fun last time. So I'm really excited to dig in a little bit more today around, um, actually, let's start with where are you? What is going on in your world? Maybe read a little mini reintroduction of yourself for those um, who maybe haven't listened to the first episode. Okay. Well, it's so funny because a lot, there's a lot that's happened and, you know, it's kind of the way the world works, I think. Um, so as a little recap, I am a speaker and trainer and author. And so I've had my own brand for decades where I've been so fortunate to do trainings and speaking engagements for companies. And then my husband and I also own and I run our wellness company that actually does have distribution in Australia, New Zealand, United States, and Canada. And so I'm the co-CEO of that um, company, Geo Wellness. And I'm now also the founder of a nonprofit. So that happened. <laughs> I think since the last time we spoke, uh, 2020 really, I think had so many of us in a tailspin. I know, um, yeah, it was just an interesting year. And I woke up one day and decided I cannot, uh, I can't look at the problem and not be a part of the solution. And so for me, the solution is always love, education, empowerment, and most importantly, women finding their voice, using their voice and trusting their voice. And so we started a nonprofit devoted to working with women, young entrepreneurs and purpose-driven businesses and providing resources to them. Amazing. I'm so excited. Um, it's the Heroic Joy Leadership Academy. And we've already formed an alliance with Global Dignity, which is a massive nonprofit whose vision is to have every child on the planet experience dignity. So, so tell us more about the academy. What does who enrolls in the academy? What what do they what do they get out of it? Why would someone join? Well, we've um, we're literally just launching it, and so we're looking to empower, unite, and educate women who have ideas about bringing a business to the world that is purpose-driven, that is, because I, I really believe that we all have specific gifts and that if we have an idea, it's our soul calling to us. It's, it's that message saying, this is what you're meant to do. You've got to use your gifts. And they're always, our, our gifts are always connected to how they can serve others. I mean, sometimes we don't recognize it right away, but they always are. And so the goal is to bring women together and offer resources all the way from, we have mental health experts, therapists, and counselors who can help women if they're experiencing burnout and overwhelm, anxiety. So we have that category. We have entrepreneur skills, um, how to start a business, what you need to start a business. We have branding coaches and clarity coaches to help 
develop the brand and the clarity around it. Um, all personal development, um, teaching how to be kind in the workplace and why kindness in the workplace matters. So it's everything from confidence to clarity to community. And we're going to build online courses and online curriculum and have these resources available. And we're so in the infancy stages, we're literally just, I'm just now working with donors who can fund the academy so that we can open it up to scholars and what we will call scholars and next generation leaders and entrepreneurs. That's so incredible. That's amazing. So it's really, it's amazing. So I've recently launched the Impact Business Network to bring impact-driven business leaders together to be able to connect and collaborate. So yes, there's like the marketing side and, um, but the best part about it, I keep saying, is the fact that you get to connect with other people who are like-minded. And um, so I love that you're doing this because it's so really closely aligned to to what I have in my heart. But I love that you said that our gifts are designed for serving others, which is something I have honestly, this just been reflecting on this week and that it's really kind of our duty to then, you know, develop that gift and put that gift out into the world because that gift isn't for us. It's, you know, we got given it, but it's it's for everybody else. And I just had that epiphany this week. So, um yeah. So thank you for mentioning that. It's so true. It is. You know, I remember when I had my children and my first daughter was born, I was holding her in my arms. And I was like, oh, so this is why I was born. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is why I was on the planet is to have this beautiful being and to bring this beautiful being into the world. And it was shortly thereafter that I realized, no, the reason that I was put on the planet was not just for my immediate family. At least my belief is that it is, we are all, I think, put on the point planet to discover what our purpose is. And it is always in conjunction with the service of others. And I think that one of the things that's hard for me in working with women is sometimes they don't even recognize the value of their God-given gifts. You know, they don't recognize the value of the intrinsic greatness that's inside of them or the things that they're good at. They don't know that that has tremendous value. They think it, you know, and so that's a big part of what I love is helping women experience, discover what those gifts are, how to develop them, and then how they can be used in the service of others. Because then it's so much, it's it's more fulfilling, it's more significant, and it fills that void. It fills mm-hmm. that void in the universe that's just waiting for just them. Yeah, so true. I could not agree more. So tell me about how this academy is a nonprofit. How does that work? Well, it's really interesting because in the last few months that I've been working with it and developing it, and then now already in alignment with a much larger nonprofit, in the past, it was really about seeking donations. And so, yes, we already have people who are saying we want to help fund you. And obviously it's a write-off for them if they give a donate tax write-off for them if they give a donation. But one of the things that's happening, and it's so in alignment, I know, with what you believe too, and the way that I was raised, is to provide value. And so with our, for example, in our wellness company, um, I've started a membership. So if somebody joins for $99 a month, they get coaching, they get a subscription box every other month. It's kind of full of my favorite things and surprise things. And so they get that value, but we are earmarking a percentage of every single one of those memberships that goes directly into the nonprofit. And with the other nonprofit that I'm working with is I'm being hired to do curriculum and development for 
um, kindness in the workplace or you know dignity in the workplace that's being paid for by companies and corporations that want that training and then that money goes directly into the nonprofit so there's a new um, evolution in the nonprofit world where if you can have a side-by-side -side company that you're actually generating revenue and rather than give to another charity that you may be aligned with, that you actually can put it directly into a specific nonprofit. And in this case, it happens to be, I am the co-CEO of the wellness company, but I also happen to be the founder of the nonprofit. So everything that we do in our wellness company will now have a direct connection to making a difference for, you know, our world, I hope. Yeah, that's really, it's a really beautiful way of, of doing it, I think, because people are getting what they love. And it makes it, it makes it so not easier because we're still running a business, but it makes it easier for nonprofits because they're not begging for donations all the time. They yeah. can create a sustainable model so that they can actually have a bigger impact yeah. and, and do and more if they want to. This started, I think a lot of people are familiar with the Tom shoes um, that started with the one for one. If you buy one and one pair of shoes gets given away. And ironically, um, Blake, who started that company, the, the Tom is for tomorrow. It wasn't his name, but the, that um, young man that started that company and my husband played tennis together in college. So they were tennis players together. So they knew each other for a long time. And I remember when he was emerging and bringing that into the world, the concept was so kind of revolutionary one for one that it was social change and you know a, a very very specific cause and i think it's inspired a lot of companies to recognize something that you know i know i've been teaching for a long time that altruism and capitalism can and do coexist mm. yeah yeah and they should i think i mean i think it's the best way I, I think it's I think it's the best way, which is what we have always done from our with our business from from day dot. And it was only when I started speaking with more and more people that I realized that lots of people want to be able to do that, but kind of don't know where to start. So, yeah, I think following your heart, you know, in in when I very very first started in my career, the cause that really touched my heart was the Make a Wish Foundation where you know, children who are in hospital with terminal illness, they would have their wishes granted to them. And so even before I was making, you know, or felt like I was in an abundant per way, I could volunteer and I could give a little bit. And so I think following your heart and whether we have people who are really devoted to like domestic abuse and violence in the home and helping that, that needs to be, or, or even animal shelters. There's people who like, that's their long, their cause that pulls at their heart. So listening to your heart is where it starts. Yeah, I agree. And following that. So tell me about dignity, because that's not a word that we hear very often. Um, yeah. So I think for me, you know, teaching leadership and team for my whole career, team building is really you can teach it in companies as I have for corporations, but it's also in families, family units or teams that the same principle that makes a strong team on a, a softball field or a football field or a basketball court 
the same principles that make that team cohesive and harmonious and synergistic, the same principles are in effect in the companies and they're in effect in our homes with families. And so one of the things that we recognize is that the world has a lot of differences. We have cultural differences, political differences, social differences, religious differences, but the common the commonness of our humanity can be found in dignity, that everybody would agree that regardless of where we are from, that we are worthy of experiencing that dignity and that kindness is a part of that. But really, I, I think an expression of dignity is really boiled down to honoring and valuing differences in others and recognizing that every human being deserves to at least feel respected and safe and um, yeah, that's a, I think it's an, an incredible word and cause, the Global Di Dignity Charity. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I love that it's come down to that, the human element and that we can just then brush aside everything else and agree on that one thing. Yeah, I think it is such, you know, when you think about it in those terms, it is a common denominator that every single human is probably, um, not probably, is deserving of that feeling of self-respect and safety and being able to feel comfortable in their own skin, whatever that looks like. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I've, I've, my background with my mother being from Central America and me growing up speaking Spanish with 27 first cousins and I looked nothing like her, you know, I'm blonde hair and freckles, not blonde hair. My dad was blonde hair. I have light brown hair, freckles, light eyes. And, you know, with my mom from Central America speaking Spanish, growing up, I'm sure there was times that people were very disconnected about our family unit. So I, I grew up with this incredible experience of unique cultures and religion in our own home. And I think it paved the way for, for me to have a very solid foundation and ease in expressing that dignity and honoring and valuing differences and recognizing we can be different, but we can also just focus on the things that make us really the same. Yeah. And I think it comes back to what you said earlier, which is starting with love. And I think that in every circumstance is probably the best <laughs> starting point, right? It is. And I was on, I was on, I think another podcast and they said, well, how does that work that you lead with love in your workplace and in your company, that that's the foundation upon which you're like very openly saying like, this is who we are. Love is the most powerful energy in the world and that's what should fuel us and drive us and they're like so how does that even like translate and the beauty is that love has a lot of faces you know love is being present for another person is being curious and asking questions and so in the workplace like how do you do that in the workplace well that's what it looks like it looks like being respectful and being kind and asking if you can help and recognizing someone's accomplishments and so it's all of the same principles that bring a team from being willing to being eager. It's the same things that, that move people and, and teams. 
So how do you guide people who are looking to start a team or just have like a very small kind of core three to five group? What do you say to, to those people? Um, there's a very simple formula that I share. And the first is define your vision. Define it very clearly. There's power and clarity. So the clearer you are on what your vision is, even if there's just two or more people that have a vision for something, define it, communicate it. That's the next step. Communicate it to everyone. Share your vision because in doing so, you're opening up your heart and you're trusting your heart with another human. So define your vision, clarify it, then share it as often as possible and then live it. And I think I just was writing the other day, I was doing a training for something and I was writing and to that point, just do it. You know, it's like the phrase for Nike or whatever, but sometimes people do not share their vision. They don't communicate it as often as they would like to because they don't trust You know, that's why I say I want women to find their voice, use their voice and then trust it. But the, the phrase that I wrote the other day, and I like it, I think I'm going to do something with it is confidence is built on the shoulders of action. So the more you share it, the more you communicate it, the more confident you become and your confidence is like a muscle, the more you use it, the more it grows. So that formula of define it, communicate it, and then live it, part of living it is stepping into the action and, and leveraging the confidence that you have of sharing it with others. And living it means inviting people to join your vision so that your group becomes more than five. Invite them, that's the action part, that's the sharing is, is and, and the more you invite people, the more comfortable you get with inviting them and the more you lead by example so that the other people can invite other people to that community. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And how do you get people invested in, in your vision? Connecting it to theirs. That's how you get people. That's how you, I don't like to use the word get. That's how you inspire people to um, become a part of your vision is helping them understand how it connects to their own vision, right? Because everybody, either they have a sense of wanting to be fulfilled or significant or whatever, they, they have a vision for their own life. And if there's a way that you can find a bridge that the vision that you have for, yeah, like my vision for the Heroic Joy Leadership Academy is about inspiring millions of women to use their voice, trust their voice. And in doing so, I'm going to need an army of people who have an equal vision for that. So where I may feel like I'm fulfilling my vision, because for me, it's really about inspiring people to use that voice. Somebody in my army, may, what may their vision be is I want to see women create wealth. And with that wealth, they're going to be able to give back into the communities. So that's their vision. Well, that's in alignment with mine. So if we can find that common ground, mm -hmm. if you can connect how your vision specifically connects and can fuel and ignite the vision of somebody on your team, there's usually common ground in everything. I mean, there's, there's always dots that are, can be connected, but you have to ask the questions. You have to be open to that. I have no desire, even though I'm the founder and I'm the face of that right now, that is not my big goal. My big goal is that 
eventually there's a million faces that not that are not mine. There's all these other empowered, strong, successful women who are lighting lights mm. and igniting others. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice vision, the lighting of the lights. Yeah, I love that quote, right? It takes a single candle to ignite a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I, we actually, um, my my father is Greek and we had Greek Easter, like Greek Orthodox Easter this last weekend. And that's what they do. We go to church at midnight and the priest comes out with his candle and then everyone rushes to the front with their candles. And it's this beautiful sparkling, oh. like as it like come, it comes through the church. And so, yeah, it's, it was, I took my, my eight-year-old this year. She was like, I really enjoyed that mom. <laughs> Poor little thing dragging her out the middle of the night. Oh, that is so great, though. What a beauty. Yeah, I love that image. And I think it, I think it's a great reminder of us that it, you know, it, it kind of is our job, I think, our responsibility um, to shine a light on others. And we can't do that unless we allow our own light to shine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about um, how connection, human connection, collaboration, um, whatever other words you want to throw in there, has had an impact on your journey as, as a business leader. Well, I, you know, I, I know we've chatted before and I, I forget sometimes what maybe the, all the conversation was, but I, I will share with you that the way that human connections has impacted me the most in my career. And I just realized it probably about a year ago, I was doing a speaking engagement for a charity and it was a group of women who had recently been either homeless or in shelters. And the charity was helping them discover how they could write a resume. And and they were transitioning from being in a very, very difficult place in their life to helping them find jobs and it's an incredible charity. And so I was reflecting on the fact that I'm speaking to a group of women whose most recent circumstances are something that would be very difficult for me to even imagine, to put myself in that place. And I've had tragedy and I've had hard times, but not quite to the degree of the challenges that they had faced. And as I looked out, I said, I just want you to know I'm just gonna say right now, I love you. And I hope you're comfortable with that. And here's how I can say that. If I were to spend any amount of time with any of you, at some point, I would know that I would learn about you and love the humanness and your heart. And so I'm just gonna start out that way. And I said it out loud, but what I've realized is that for probably the last 30 years since I've been doing speaking and training and different types of events, or even when I was 26 and doing sales calls for the first time in my life, that there is a part of me that loves humanity so much. I, I, I think of people as an extended part of my family, that that connection that I have, it's, I genuinely feel that like, I'm going to love you anyway, so I'll just start out that way. And if you start out that way, you have an ability to be open-hearted and just real. And that energy is felt, that connection is felt. 
And I think it's really hard for a lot of people to probably either say it or imagine that. And honestly, by the grace of God, I, I'm not sure how it was that I was wired that way, but I genuinely feel that, that I've felt that connection with other people since I was about eight years old. And I think that that's how connection has influenced in me in my career um, is that people who are in my space or know me or the drive-through guy at Mc, that, that there's a there's an energy and a feeling I think that people genuinely feel seen they feel heard they feel appreciated because it's that that connection is there I don't know that's a really special gift because that is not I don't think that's most people's default. no <laughs> on mass I mean I think it's most people's default when they get to know someone def- definitely but yeah. I don't think that that is people's default when they see a group of people especially a group of people that are not like them yeah yeah and I think the thing that's interesting is I believe it is our default. I think we come into the world, this pure essence of love. That's just how I imagine it. I imagine (laughs) this light of love, this little baby comes into the world. What does a baby need and want? The baby needs to experience love and the the baby wants to be loving. The baby loves when it learns how to smile and it wants to smile back at you. And and, And you think of children and toddlers like wanting to hold on to their mom's hands and to feel that connection. So I think our default and our essence really is love and the Mm -hmm. desire for that connection. And then we have all this stuff that happens, (laughs) life, you know? We have all this stuff that happens and we have these influences and teachers and parents and siblings and aunties and uncles and all of the things and all of this, this love that we were born into kind of gets caked on like, mud you know mm-hmm. and then yeah. as we grow up we try and dissolve the mud <laughs> and allow our essence to come back out again right so, yeah yeah uh, yes and I'm, I'm reflecting now and my my son he's five and he he is that he will like hug the security guard as we're leaving oh. so like like he is he's just very affectionate very loving you know always up for a cuddle he's like is he cuddling me yeah sorry (laughs) and then that is so cute it's really sweet but then at the same time I had a university lecturer who told me that I would lead a very happy life if I had low expectations in life and not just me but like the entire she told the entire class if we had low expectations we would always be pleasantly surprised and I remember going like, I think, yeah, you're right, but that's a very cynical way of a way of living. So I think, yeah, just even those two experiences alone demonstrate what you're saying is that as we progress, things things happen and you know get tacked onto our psyche. So yeah, that would be a whole nother call we could do on expectations <laughs> and the power of expectations. But um, I hear your university professor, and I think it's Benjamin Franklin that said, expect nothing and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, true. Yeah. And and I I have a different point of view. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, Linda. Let's... <laughs> well, no, it's like, so if I'm having a chat with you and I'm expecting nothing, 
okay, that is a, that's a perspective and that's a frame of looking at it. But if I have the expectation, I'm just going to love her. She's awesome. She's living out her dream and she's got this courage to put a podcast together and she's doing all of these things. If I have positive expectations of you, chances are really good human beings live into the positive expectations. Now, I mean, this is a really important thing because the definition like expectation is how are you defining that, right? Um, and I think in relationships, we have um, it, relationships can falter because of unrealized expectations. So it's always about balance, right? And, and being able to be open with what you are, are expecting. But I think there's a, there's a whole thing I teach in my seminar called positive Pygmalion, which is about the power of expectations. And it's this concept of like Michelangelo said, I saw an angel in the marble and carved until I set her free. His expectation is that there was an angel in the marble and he like that, I get goosebumps every time I say that and imagine that with this artist having these expectations of what he could create out of a block. Mm. So I, I don't agree with Benjamin Franklin on that one. And, and I think it's about what expectations you're talking about, but um, yeah, but that's a typical example of an influence that you had from a university professor that it was like, oh, okay. So I should expect nothing from others but then you're, you're kind of taking out the whole power of positive energy. Yeah. And you're going about life at a very, <laughs> with a very low bar. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> no, I, I much prefer expecting, you know, expecting the best. I think that I think you're, your target is higher. And so you're going to reach higher, even if you don't necessarily get there, you're going to get better than you were if you had yeah you know, if your eyes were down on the ground yeah I, I would tend to agree with you I'm sure he had good intentions but he needed to expand on the plot expand on it a little bit more maybe I think there, I think there was a lot of cynicism there I think so yeah. oh thank you so much Linda this is um I really love speaking with you so tell me how how can people get involved with your with the heroic joy academy well the easiest way right now is just to go to my website it's lindacormier.com it's just my name and i know you'll have your show notes but i spell my name with a y although i will never forget i went home for my birthday as an adult and it, my birthday cake was happy birthday linda with an i and i looked at my mom and i was like okay what's happening here <laughs> like you spelled it with a Y. What did she say? <laughs> she said she didn't open the box. You know, she just didn't open the box. She brought it home and didn't, it was, it was a great laugh. Um, uh, so that's yeah, so funny. <laughs> Linda with a Y and lindacormier.com. And so on there, um, we're actually, it's being built as we speak, the new tab with the Heroic Joy Leadership Academy that's going to explain it. But probably the easiest way is just, there's a, a, area that you can sign up for a newsletter, whatever. And I really don't send things very often. I'm, I'm not consistent with sending things out, but that's probably how I'll be making more announcements through the Academy. And then also on um, Instagram, I'm getting a little better with social media and being consistent. So either Instagram or Facebook, uh, that's probably the easiest way. All right, wonderful. And if people um, wanted to 
learn more about the membership boxes that you the subscription how do they how do they find those on your website yes that luckily we already have up and i'm very very proud of the content it's it's honestly for 99 dollars a month what somebody receives it's my life's work and and so every month they would get an audio file and a, a worksheet in the mail you know like an mp3 file and email a worksheet and it's so it's written out it's audio and there's a worksheet um and and so there's a different topic every month so it makes it really easy and kind of to to absorb and then to try and implement that so one of the topics might be forgiveness one might be initiative one might be um skill like what skills do you need to develop in the world so and and it's and then every other month there's a a surprise gift box that comes and i'm having so much fun gathering all my favorite things that would be fun uh, so that's already available on the website fantastic thank you so much for for joining me again linda i really appreciate you and everything that you are doing and your wisdom um yeah thank you very much You're so welcome. I'm so glad we were able to connect again. And I know we'll be in touch. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Linda. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Impact Business Show. Two things you should know before you go. First, come and join the party. I'm live with free marketing training in the Social Marketing Method Facebook group every single week. That's where you can ask questions and get the answers you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group to join and come and network with an incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us reach more purpose-driven entrepreneurs and increase our impact in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Bye.